At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Get Evening is the first rocket shop of 2023. I'm your host, Tom Proxon. With me tonight is Living Room Romantics. Hello. Hi. How's it going this evening? Good. Uh, you want to do a quick intro to both of you? Uh, so my name's Hunter, and I am Living Room Romantics. My friend Joe, he's going to play some lead on a couple songs. Wonderful. Well, great to have you in the studio for this first show of 2023. Um, we like to kick it off with a song. So what have we got for us? Uh, the first one's going to be my title track for my EP, On Fire. It's been out for... EP's been out since Sunday. The song's been out since October. I'll take it away.
Living Room Mantics there with the title track of the new EP, On Fire. So Hunter, tell us a little bit about that uh, song itself. Uh, you know, I'll probably get a couple of indications of what it's about based on the lyrics, but always best to hear from um, both All right, so song's sort of about meeting my fiance, um, and then it's kind of like a summer that we had together. Um, you know, I guess anyone can really see it as someone they've met and just, like, details about that. And I really like imagery of, like, older things. So, like, I threw in the an old car, something that I'd really like to own one day. Um, I like songs like that. I like uh, definitely just, like, painting a picture. Mm. Um, just taking, like, experiences and sort of making, like, a, like a mini-movie almost, you know? Yeah. Uh, did you truly get woken up at 4 in the morning? Because I would not... I would not uh, react very well at being woken up at four in the morning, if I'm honest with you. Even from my no, I think I stayed up till four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so close enough. <laughs> uh, so, as we said, that is the title track of your new EP. Uh, so that was released last month, towards the end of January. Tell me about the creation of this EP. Uh, what what built up to it? Because it's the first first record that you've kind of put out there, right? I mean, yeah, obviously you've got singles so, and stuff, but um, this compilation. 2020 is when I sort of started toying with the idea of doing something maybe not entirely acoustic but like sort of stripped down not as loud as guitars um my band was kind of off and on with practicing because of covid and i went and uh wrote a couple songs with a friend of mine and sort of just ended there like okay these are cool like that was fun like whatever and then you know, COVID kept going and 2021 happened and shows started to happen again. And But we just weren't there collectively, you know, we'd just been apart from each other for so long. And so we kind of went on an indefinite hiatus for now. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like really bumming me out. Like we were playing like every weekend, twice a week sometimes. And I was like, well, I got these two songs that are pretty good. But I was kind of like, ah, I don't know, like I don't really want to do those. So then I wrote another one, like, earlier this summer. Um, and then I wrote another one in the summer. And I was like, oh, those I heard those first two again. Like, I found an old email with them, and I'm like, those are really good songs. Like, I'm just going to do this. And I don't want to be, like, sitting here waiting for life to happen and miss out on stuff. And I don't need to be playing music. So I was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to just do something by myself or get friends, you know, more stripped down, easier thing to do because that's what I enjoy doing. So, What was the impetus? Because you had these like four or five songs by the end of like last summer. Yeah. Where, and you were like, okay, now I'm going to get in the studio and do this because you could have gone the other route and gone like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to solo in bars and in venues for a while and yeah. then kind of uh, gather momentum and whatnot. Why was it Why was it now? Why was the time to, to get into a studio and actually get, um, get EPL? Well, they're, they're recorded with a friend of mine in Maine and at his place, so it was definitely easier than going to, like, a bigger studio like I've done before. Um, I don't know. I wanted to be able to show stuff before I book shows, I guess, this time. Like, any band I've ever been in is just kind of like, all right, we're going to play a bunch of shows, we're going to play a bunch of shows. Okay, these songs are good. We'll, we'll record these songs. And I just wanted to do a different approach, like... You know, it's just me right now, so it's really nerve-wracking to play acoustic alone. It's the reason why I have Joe with me. Like, I'm used to being able to hide behind a big band and my, you know, my full stacks and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe if I can get people to listen to them before I play out, 
see that people actually like them, then I'll be less nervous and you know book some shows, which I've got one booked. Hey, that's a good start. Yeah. That's, that's where you go from here. And obviously, you're no stranger to playing shows with yeah. with your other band. And you kind of mentioned that you you had two songs in like kind of the locker as you were kind of yeah. was it transitioning out the other band? I'm not saying it's you know they, it's still continuing they definitely on. did not fit that style what we were right. doing. Um, there was actually three songs, but I one of them was just I think it's a good song. I think the rough recording I have is just that a rough recording where I sound awful and I like the guitar part, but like the vocals need work and maybe the lyrics tweaked and stuff. I haven't completely written it off, but those the two of them, I was really like, I like those. And um, So with your previous band, um, I'm a, were you the lead singer? Were you, yeah. You were the lead singer. Um, so is there anything you took going into recording this EP and being a solo artist as well, actually, that you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. You've already kind of mentioned you, you did a bit differently by recording first and then doing doing uh, doing shows. But was there anything else you kind of took with you going into this new um, project? You're like, all right, I did it this way with the band. I'm going to do it differently this time. And how'd that work out? Melodies. I'm a really big sucker for rather... I used to just like, okay, there's a lot of lyrics here. That That's good. That makes a song, right? Like a mm. lot of lyrics, a lot of cool words and stuff. And that, that's how it was. And my melodies were kind of... They were okay. They were catchy enough, but I felt like not what they could be. And so like this, I was like, okay, these lyrics are good. Like I like these lyrics better. They're definitely more well-written and I got to have better melodies for them too. If I'm going to have this stripped down sound where most of the time it's going to be me and a guitar and I'm not going to be like playing some riffs or anything, I'm going to be strumming some chords. Like I got to have better lyrics and definitely better melodies. So took that which i feel like at the end of that band i was trying to start to do that but i was still kind of like just a bunch of words all at once (laughs) louder is better and were you writing songs to the previous band as well that you just yeah and and those songs you wouldn't then do solo versions and kind of a stripped down Um, version of that or you're like i I have done it a few times um i feel like those you know those were more written for intentionally to be played with a full band where this I wrote these songs, and then on the recordings, it's like, it'll be really good there. Like, some lead there, some some bass, some drums on three out of the four. So I built those around the song where before it was just kind of like, all right, here's a riff. Let's build a song around this riff. And it's good for what I was doing, but this is different. Because you're taking a different approach with this different project, do you find yourself having to be in a different place or intentionally putting yourself in a different place when kind of sitting down and writing and creating a song? I think, yeah. Because I feel like with my old band, it was like, sit down. The original tracks I wrote were me and a drummer, so you're like, okay, like, well, can you drum to this? Like, Mm. okay, okay, that's cool. Or like, sit down with him and our bassist. Like, we'd all do it together. Like, we just write together for the most part. Like, sometimes, you know, you'd show up with our something, but, like, the song was written together where this is, like, not as much. Like, I've spit ideas off of my friend who helped record me and all, but definitely, definitely different. So I've talked to a lot, obviously, a lot of bands doing this job, um, and it's rare that you hear of a band kind of writing something out of practice. Obviously, there is a one 
one song every album maybe yeah. that, where that happened. But it's really the rarity. Most of the time it's a singer or a songwriter who kind of brings X to the to the yeah. the band practice and then you play it out a few times, you see how it feels. But you're saying that in your previous band, you kind of like, you sat down at band practice and kind of like hashed it out. I think I would show up with, because I wrote most most all of them, but I think I would show up with a good riff and a good idea, hmm. but like we would see kind of what fit. So a little bit of both. I mean, I was still showing up with a lot of ideas. Mm. Um, but, you know, okay, you're adding this to it. You're adding this to it. Okay, that sounds good to it. But Has it been refreshing to kind of have full total creative control with this new project? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I didn't not have creative control last time. But, you know, it's just different because I'm trying to write differently. Yeah. Have you, um, so you said you've you kind of got one gig coming up. Have you, have you gigged yet? Is, it, is that the first, the first gig of the new era, if you will? We're going to call this the first gig of the new yeah. era. There's, there's, I thought it was going to be like me, Joe, and you. <laughs> I didn't realize there'd be <laughs> many audience. So. It generally depends on the day. Sometimes <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's whoever's in front of me and Bob and yep. myself. And then sometimes we've got a good crew. I feel like the crew is getting larger and larger each week. I think that this week, is actually, actually so. like perfect. Like I, like I said, I'm like, I would rather play and I've played to like tons and tons of people in a full band. And I'm like, I don't care. Like whatever. There's a lot of people out there. But when it's like five people, and then there's me. I'm always like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's because, because it's more intimate. So I kind of, like, this was a nice surprise. If I had known about this many people before I showed up, I probably would have not shown up. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad no one gave you like, an RSVP kinda, then. <laughs> I had a mini heart attack when I opened the door and there were so many people in here, but... Well, I'm glad you no, powered... Like, uh, this is cool, though. I'm glad you powered through. Yeah. Um, Before I get you to play the next song... um. <clears throat> If you mentioned, like, with a band behind you and with the stack and with, like, the, the setting, I can understand that it kind of gives you that confidence. But you've been the front man. If you were, like, the drummer or if you were the bassist, I could... And I mean, no offense, Sergio. But um, uh, I could understand kind of that, that, that real kind of um, character change that you'd mm -hmm. have to do to now be that kind of solo artist. But you stood in front of tens, hundreds, probably, yeah. of, of people. And so what, yeah, what is that I, real big difference? To me, it's, I don't know, like, I'm just a heavily distorted guitar, mm. and I feel like you mess up something on that. There's a lot of distortion there, and you can't hear the mm. mistake, and it's like, that's a mistake. Like, you can hear that perfectly. Right. And that's what's more nervous to me is, like, okay, if I screw up, like, it's just me. I can't be like, if I screwed up because you started playing <laughs> at a time or something, like... Well, that and obviously it's difficult to really ascertain which person actually screwed up yeah. when you're watching a full band. But I will say to to someone who cannot play a lick of music, <laughs> um, uh, you're the only person that's going to hear those screw-ups. <laughs> no, no yeah, one else no, does. And, and I get, I get that, but I'm I'm in my head too much about things a lot. Like, yeah, I didn't even want to. I wanted to put the songs on, and then I was like, I don't want to put these on. Like these are these are bad. And I listened to them, like, no, these are like really good. But everyone's going to think they're really bad. But no, no, they're really good. <laughs> I, I'm too much in here. That introspection is probably what makes you a great writer and musician in itself. So I guess it's like uh, two sides of the same coin, really. Yeah. I mean, there's a good and a bad to it. Um, but we love the first song, and we'd love to hear a second. So yeah. what you got for us? Um, this next one is a lot shorter. Um, it's called Another Song. Uh, and I think I'm just doing this one alone. 
you're not so why there and i didn't actually get the name of the song was that it? was just another song it's another song That's what it's called and um yeah. so you mentioned in your bio that uh you told nashley i'm assuming that's the previous band yep um so where have you been what's your favorite place to perform and what genre is your previous band so i want to know a little bit more about previously that, I, I was in like a emo pop punk band mm-hmm. um we played all over new england um i in a Band years ago, I've played as far down as like somewhere in South Carolina, but a lot of a lot of East Coast stuff. Um, favorite place to play? Higher Ground was super cool in the lounge in my last band. Um, actually, in another band, I played at the old Rat House in Burlington. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah. Like. There was, I don't know how many people in there, but you couldn't move. It was February. It was like, I think, like negative degrees out in that basement. It was like 100 and something. It was insane. Um, That definitely a really good one. Higher ground. And used to play, I think they're not a DIY spot anymore, but there was this cool DIY spot in Worcester called the Firehouse. And it literally was a firehouse that people lived in, mm-hmm. and they would host shows, and that was a pretty cool place. Yeah, that sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. So your current genre, I'd definitely say, is you know, obviously Kiss emo. You were playing pop punk emo in your previous band. Do you have other arrows in your quiver? Do you do you ever deviate and go, all right, this week I'm electro, or have you kind of <laughs> got like, I'm this is the genre I'm in, I'm um, I'm good with it, I'm going to stick with it. I mean, I've mostly always been in like a punk adjacent type band, and. A lot of more emo sounding stuff, and I think that that's where my lyrics tend to go. It's like heartbreak stuff, and I don't think I always write like that, but I definitely feel like ninety percent of the time. And I, I want to be a little bit different in this, not as typically whiny, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's definitely how I feel like grew up, just listening to that kind of stuff, and that's where I ended up. Is it a little bit different now you got a fiance? You can't really talk about the heartbreak stuff quite as much anymore. Uh, <laughs> you can. Yeah. You just uh, gotta. It's a song. That's all it is. You right. Know? It's. And I mean, it might not be 100 percent true. You know, you can kind of just come up with a scenario. You know, you don't have to write entirely about personal experiences. I mean, that's. I feel like a lot of artists do, and it works out well. But I mean, some people don't have those kind of experiences, but. You can write a good song about that. I have had some of those. 
why not write about it? You can write what you know, but I mean, I see no harm in it as long as you're not like pining over somebody. It's just like, I feel like it's really therapy too. Get gets that kind of stuff off your chest if you're like really bothered about something. Yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously, you know, you can also take stuff from other, your friends' lives. and Yeah, exactly. Just because you got a fiancé now doesn't mean you didn't have these experiences in the past. Exactly. Just take things from, from your own personal experience. Um, obviously, Emo had its first big resurgence in the mid-2000s. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's when I was in high school. So. Yeah, ditto, yeah. Hawthorne Heights, Hawthorne were about brand new yeah. earlier on. Uh, um, God, I was went to this emo club back when I was in like a 16 and whatnot and uh, that was just the playlist yeah. for the evening um, I feel like it has had a bit of a resurgence in uh, the, the 2020s yeah, I mean what's the scene looking like these days the scene locally or like nationally uh, let's say say uh, nationally and then locally as I'm sure that's more what you see I feel like nationally there are a lot of older bands that are I don't know if they're getting back together but they're getting together and playing shows like i saw mcr this summer like that was insane like they're back Mm -hmm. um i mean i've seen hawthorne heights in the last couple years i've seen silverstein like those two bands didn't go anywhere but they're i don't know i feel like they're maybe gaining traction again just because of whatever right um i've definitely seen a lot of those type of bands in the last couple years that I feel like we all thought kind of faded away, but somehow they're back. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and I don't think that's bad. Like, no, I think uh, great fun to see. I actually went to CMCR back in like 2007 or whatever that, whenever the hell that was. Yeah. And it was a hell of a lot of fun. Actually, my roommate, X Ray, uh, old roommate, uh, was at probably the same MCR gig you were at in the summer. And she had, I went, well, had a great I saw that Riot Fest. <laughs> Oh, which yeah, was, Boston on, on her front. Which but, I've also heard was insane. Yeah, it was a good, I think every show of theirs was probably insane. They know how to put on a good show, which is, uh, which is good. Um, on, sorry, going back to your music. Um, on your Bandcamp, you mentioned uh, that you have got an album in the works. So the EP came out, and there's an allude, allusion to maybe the, the, the yeah, album is on the way. Um, so my thought was... These four songs are the first four songs off the album. Mm. Put them out as an EP. Um, tons of bands do that. And then when I have the other ones ready to go, be packaged all together, and you already know half half or some of the songs, right. and put it out as a full album. Um, so how do you feel about that? Because you, you wrote, obviously, two, not back in the day, but while you were with the other band, you wrote two in the summer. Um, how are you doing on that kind of like production? I, do you feel like there's pressure now to put kind of an album out or, or are you um, kind of like, do you like that bit of back against I've the never done a full length in yeah. any project I've ever been a part of. So I'm pretty excited. Part of me is like, oh my God, like I gotta write like at least this many songs <laughs> at once to put out. Mm-hmm. Like I've had more than that, like, you know, eight, 10, 12, 15 songs on other projects, but like we wrote them over the course of two or three years. But this is like, I would like to theoretically maybe by the summer have mm-hmm. things at least ready to record if I'm not already recording. So I don't think there's any pressure. This is more of a personal goal and challenge that I want to do. Like I want to do this. Right. Like before it was like, okay, yeah, so we got these songs. We got to share these songs. These are the songs we play live. Okay, we have these extra songs. We have more set time. But I'm like right now I would like to like open – 
you know, I don't really have a very long set right now. I could play some old material of mine. I could play covers, but I'd like to find some. I don't even care who it is. I'll just open for anybody right now. Right. Um, and then by the time I have those ready, then maybe I'll, hey, can I not open? Can I maybe go second or third? Like, right. I can do 30 minutes now. Um, yeah, so are you kind of enjoying, I mean, as you said, like, with all the other bands and other projects, there's been more of a, an impetus to like, all right, we need to get these songs down. We need to play, these are the songs we're going to be playing live and yeah. yada yada. Uh, it, it seems f fairly driven and maybe not necessarily in a creatively friendly way. Um, is it is it kind of nicer to have the, it be, it's 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 on your schedule. It's when, when you yeah. like to do it. I mean, I don't have to book a practice around everyone's schedule. I can just, well, today I feel like I'm going to pick up my guitar mm -hmm. and tomorrow... I'm supposed to go meet with everybody. Well, no, I'm not gonna pick up my guitar. I don't want to do that. Right. Um. I. I'd say I guess so. Yeah. Does that and help? Again, I'm trying to use this as like a a goal mm. to push myself to. Does that help with the creativity in terms of uh, in terms of writing songs? I think so. And again, I'm trying to write a little differently. Have them, like I said, more melodies and stuff. And yeah, I feel like it's not as. Nobody knows this project, so, <laughs> so there's nothing like, I don't know, not that anything I've been in is like super like, you know, pressury, but like nobody knows this, right? so it's kind of fun. Yeah. I want people to know it. Well, it's kind of up to you, kind of like, where, you know, yeah. when it's ready, you'll put it out, but yeah. if it's not ready, then it doesn't matter. You can just exactly. you can keep, keep just doing what yeah. you're doing. There's no promises made to anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite nice, to be honest. Um... It does, do you have kind of like a, 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 do you have to be in a certain space for a, a certain place to kind of sit down and write? Are you, do you, a lot of people I know kind of come up with all the lyrics in their cars and they, they put them on I voice notes and stuff. Definitely voicemails in my car because you should not text and drive. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to do voicemail stuff. I, I like to do pen and paper like mm -hmm. when I have it. I just somehow, I do it in my like notes on my phone sometimes, which I... I do because I don't want to forget it. But something about just, like, writing it sometimes, to me, helps me flow better. Like, I can like – if I just jot something down in my in my phone, it's like, okay, there's a line or two. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, I don't, yeah. know, like, I don't want to type anymore. But if I've got paper and a pen, I can just sit there and, okay, yeah, 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 this is flowing, this is flowing. And then I can – okay, I got these chords to it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just my bedroom, I guess. Yeah. That's about it. So it's a bit something a bit more tangible about actually sitting down with like a, a pen and paper. Yeah. And and I'll do a lot of like either use the voice memo on my phone to like if I've got something or so I can remember what the heck I did, I you know, video myself doing it. Right, no, for sure. But do you ever kind of wake up in the middle of the night, cold sweat, and like I've got the best line? I definitely have. I, I do <laughs> I don't know why, but you said shower, and I have definitely thought of a lot of stuff in the shower. <laughs> I don't know why. You need to get a recording, a, a recording booth in the shower. To, just to write it on press, your yeah. shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Making it all steam up again yeah. so you can see what you wrote previously. Um, well, we'd love to hear another song. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Joe's going to play on this one, too. This one was one that I wrote in 2020. It's called The Crowd. Um I'd like to do a video for it, I think. It'd be really cool.
There with the crowd, some lovely pick in there, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, some gorgeous stuff. Thanks. Um, Hunter, we never really talked about like your musical history, so obviously you played for it sounds like a few bands. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did you start playing? When did you start writing? When did you start performing? Um, started playing guitar when I was f- fourteen. Um, tried to make a band. You know, none of us knew how to play. Um, I think I started playing out when I was fifteen in like a punk cover band in high school. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was some good times in yeah. there. There's some good memories. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. If I remember any of my, uh, well, as I said, I never played myself, but plenty of friends and bands at 15. And while the music was terrible, the, uh, the parties Yeah, I mean, we thought we were amazing. But <laughs> I, deep down, I know we sucked. Yeah. <laughs> we were, I don't think we were very good. <laughs> How did that uh, meander manifest into who you are now? Where else did you go from there? Um, let's see. I played in, again, like a cover thing in college. We sort of wrote some songs. Um, then I was in a hardcore punk band locally for maybe like, I don't think even a year. Um, again, more of just a lot of energy and really loud. Um, moved away and didn't play in bands for quite a few years. I just kind of noodled around myself, and I uh, joined a band down south briefly, went on a small tour with them, got uh, removed from that band, (laughs) Uh, came back to Burlington, wanted to I was like, I, I got to be playing again. Like, I got to be playing live. Joined uh, a local band. Was with them for two years. It was a lot of fun. Wasn't entirely what I wanted to do, so I stepped away, started my most recent project, and um, ended up here. And just wanting to write better. Like, my songs, obviously, like most people 
in their teens who are just very juvenile and mm-hmm. stupid and whatever dumb stuff you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> you just sing about, I mean, I grew up listening to Blink-182 and, you know, those kind of jokes were, <laughs> like, what I used to write about, like, just dumb stuff like that and I don't know. I mean, some of their songs are very stupid. I did <laughs> learn recently that some of them are intentionally stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, a bit, bit of music trivia for you now. On the uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket album, they, they went to the music executives and had 10 songs. They're like, yeah, these, these are all really great, but uh, we need something we want to play on the radio. And in the visa, I don't think we can play on the radio. They drove back to a recording studio that day, wrote Rock Show and all the small things, I think. All, all small things. Rock, no, rock Show and uh, First Date. First Date. Yeah. In an afternoon, and then came back to the record, uh, came back to the executive's office and was like, all right, there's, there's, there's your two singles, and we have the <laughs> album now. And they said yes, which is why, while those songs absolutely slap, the lyrics are yeah, objectively very... terrible. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell that those are radio songs. Yeah. Like, a lot of bands, you you know, you listen to their singles and you're like, oh, these these are good, but they're radio songs. You listen to the rest of the album, you're like, I like these too, but right, they're not radio songs. Right, right. It would be difficult to get a few of those on the radio yeah. as well. Uh, I thought it was very cool when I was about fourteen and the amount of times they used the f word. Oh yeah, pretty, of course. You know, this is like, hardcore. The live album was like, that was like, my best friend and I. We had a copy of that that we would share. It was like porn. Like we couldn't let our parents know yeah. that we had that. Like, they swore all the time, and everything they talked about, like, oh yeah, you gotta hide that. You gotta got it taken away from him. We had to steal it back. Like, <laughs> that was that was the CD when we were thirteen. The joke is that the guys are like thirty years old when they wrote that, and the, everyone in the crowd is uh, fourteen years yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited. Tom is back. He was definitely like an inspiration. Edging is catchy. Mm. But yeah, they're like almost fifty. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really pushing it. One of them is Kardashian now, so I mean, good for him, I yeah. guess. Um, so yeah, tell me, uh, this is your first gig, and we always love a big heavy world exclusive. And I don't think we've had a first actual first gig before, so That's I think cool. thanks for thanks for coming here first. Um, but where do you see yourself? What what do you want to do with this solo project? Where, um, where are you going with this? I mean, album obviously, but yeah, I well, want to do what I've wanted to do in music with this. I want it to, I want to tour as much as I can, more than I have than anything else. I want to do more with it than anything I've ever done. Like I want to get more radio airplay. I want to play bigger shows. I want to just, whatever I can make of it. I mean, you don't need to be rich and famous to it, but I want to do as much as I can in this. Like this is what I want to do. Like I said, it's easier to get yourself booked then okay can us five all have two weeks off in the summer to do like okay yeah i have nothing going on for these two weeks like why don't i do something Mm. so as much as i can do and this is what i want to do like i want to write i want to play shows i want to play shows like as many as i can Oh, that's fantastic. Anywhere that I can. Yeah. I mean, where's that? So you said you got one show booked right now. Where is the Where is the inaugural actual um, live paying customers kind of? That's going to be in Rutland at Merchants Hall in April. So there's plenty of time to try to squeeze some stuff in before then. Yeah. Have you been eyeing up the venues around town? I'm a radio yeah, being I mean, close to January. Like, so played out in a little over a year, and I feel like. I, I fell out of the scene. Mm. 
um, like I know the bands that I used to know, and I've seen some other ones, and I'm like, oh, like this is pretty cool. So I'm trying to see who's. I want to totally hop on someone's fully electric three bill, three mm-hmm. band bill, and right. I'm the awkward, but I will. Um, I mean, I love playing Monkey House. Radio Beam's always fun. Jim's basement is like you have to. I mean, like, it's a, it's to. a standard, you know. I, I feel like. Almost every single band I've been in, like that's always been like one of the first shows. Like you have to play, Jim. Like that's a rite of passage. Like you've, yeah. you've got to play the basement. It's the hazing, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love DIY shows because they're, I don't know, they're less. I feel like pressure from people just standing. Like you know, you. I love Monkey Ass, but sometimes you know, I've been in there and I'm like, I don't want to listen to what's going on. Like I just want to hang out with my friends. Right. And then you kind of feel bad because you're like, oh well, they're playing and you gotta. Right. I want to watch them too, but then it sucks on the other end where you're playing and okay, those five people are just playing pool. Like they could care less. Right. Um, definitely those places. Any anywhere new? I don't even know. Because um, I've seen some other DIY spots around. I've played um, Orlando's before, and that's a cool place. And I feel like if it's just like me or like me or Joe or someone like that, I can play more places. Like I could play. Um, coffee shops or something like that because I'm not screaming I'm <laughs> I'm not super loud right. I can just I feel like the booking opportunity could be better yeah and it might not be the case that you have to stay up till 11.30 and, and, and trek your gear out uh, even later <laughs> and, so and this yeah this was awesome I walked in with a guitar I didn't have to <laughs> lug in a half stack lug in drums like, right. you know this was it could take you five sweet. minutes to, to yeah. get packed back out again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of advantages to being a, a man and guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think those coffee shops will open themselves up as well. You can do the Sunday afternoon gigs. And, yeah, exactly. And I think that that opens up a whole new world of people who might want to listen to. Like, again, I'm not playing that kind of stuff. Maybe lyrics could be similar, but I mean, mm. you might be more apt to listen to that if it's not you're piercingly loud and then someone's yelling the microphone as loud yeah. as they can. Yeah, I mean, you might have opened yourself up to a whole new different genre of fans yeah, as well. Yeah, that and I'm, I've seen, I've been to like just straight up acoustic shows around town and I've seen some really good artists like mm-hmm. um, years ago there was a 242 show and I think it was supposed to be a full band night and sound guy didn't show up and there was two touring acoustic acts and one of the artists, Warren Franklin, I absolutely love. And I met him that night, and I was like, this guy just, like, it's just him. He's just mm. doing this. That's what he, I think he still does. And I, that's cool. Yeah. Easier to travel, easier to do everything. Yeah. It's uh, one of the best gigs I've been to. It's just been a full of key success. Yeah. Um, well, Hunter, we've got about time for one more song. Okay. So, this uh, one's also short. What have you got to play us out with? Um, this song's called 17. It is... The newest song that I wrote, um, you'd think it was a love song, and I guess it kind of is, but in a romantic way about hanging out with, like, one of your best friends growing up and, like, the innocence of being young and dumb and, I don't know, it's yeah. not it's not a traditional, like, oh, I love this person in yeah. that kind of sense. I don't know. In a different kind of romantic way. Celebrating a platonic romance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, take it away.
on the movie screen Two grown-ass adults where we were acting like teens Looking at me, talking through your teeth On our backs in the summer heat We were staying up late like we were 17 Feeling drinks, running down the street Promised me the nights wouldn't end I looked up at you and promised it again Here we are, 31 again I wanna stay With you at 17 you weren't lying that was quite a short one <laughs> i wasn't expecting it to be that short but um i really appreciate you coming in hunter um well, best, thank you for having me yeah best of luck and um love to see you book a few new shows in the town and hopefully i'll come yeah. across you at some point yeah um well that's all we've got time for this evening uh join us next week when we're going to have blueberry bessie coming in uh that should be a really good show but for tonight this has been WOMM. LP, that's been a difficult word for me to say tonight, operating out of Burlington VT, 105.9 The Radiator. It's been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. The word who is the, is the uh, cue, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do it every time. Yeah. <laughs>